that are left. Finally got the, the rowdy ones out of here. All right. Let's pray real quick. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you once again this morning to thank you for the opportunity to, to be in your house, to hear your word, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, as we open your Bible, Lord, and look at it today, that, that we will be able to understand these verses and, and that the, these words will make sense to us, Lord, and, and maybe just change our view or change our heart, Lord. And, Towards, towards you and towards others, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so last week we talked about are you thankful? So this week we're talking about are you unthankful? Because there's, you know, there's two sides to the coin, right? <clears throat> so <clears throat> looking at this, we got to think, you know, first we got to figure out what is unthankfulness or, or ingratitude as it's also mentioned in the Bible. Well, if you look at... Uh, just look up Google and ask for a definition. It says that it, it's de, de, unthankfulness is defined as not feeling or showing pleasure, okay, and, and, and no relief or no gratitude, okay. So no, you're not you're not feeling or showing any pleasure. You're not showing any relief, and you're not showing any gratitude, okay. Well, it also goes on. It says this is the the state of being disagreeable. Okay? of also being thankless or being unpleasant or be, being unappreciative. Okay, And think about it, in your life, have you ever been called disagreeable or thankless or unpleasant or unappreciative? Okay, And you know, I was, when I started this, I was thinking about unappreciative, unappreciative. And I, it's kind of funny because uh, my wife calls our kids a word that means unappreciative. She calls them ingratos all the time. All of you are ingratos. So it's kind of funny, but it's also true. Are you ungrateful? You know, and if you've ever been told one of these, then maybe you are unthankful. So we need to see what the Bible says about unthankfulness, not the world, right? So the Bible, it, it says a lot about gratitude and as, as, as well as the lack of it, okay? So let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and start off here. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, the Bible says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Okay, so that there's a lot in that verse, but we're going to focus on God creating us, means men and women in his image. So if we're created in his image, we should be like him. Okay, well, God is never unthankful, okay? So guess what? We should be never unthankful. You know, you can be unhappy about something, and you can even be angry and not sin, but you don't need to be unthankful, and we're going to see how deep this really gets. So let's go to James, <clears throat> James chapter 4, verse 6. James chapter 4, verse 6. <clears throat> James chapter 4, verse 6. <clears throat> and the Bible says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Okay? Well, let's look at another verse that, that 
strengthens this and reinforces it. Let's look at 1 Peter 5.5. 5. 1 Peter 5.5. 5. First Peter 5 5 says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace unto the humble. So we see right there, those two verses are telling us that God, He designed us to live in this life to be happy and to grow. But we can only do that when we're humble. And when we're humble, we will be thankful. We will be gracious. And, and what he's wanting us to do is to be humble and to be moral and to be thankful. That's what he, God designed us for. But we see when we're right here, we're talking about this verse, you look at it. When we're arrogant and we're immoral and we're ungrateful, guess what we cannot have? We cannot have fellowship with God. And that's not a good place to be. If you're not in fellowship with God, you're in trouble, okay? Because if we don't have fellowship with God, we can't experience all it means to be created in God's image. We talked about that. How can you be experiencing the fullness of God creating you in his own image and blessing you if you're not in fellowship with him because you're unthankful and you're unhappy and you're immoral and you're proud, right? And it, it, right there it says that we saw two verses that talk about God resists the proud. Do you really want the God that created everything in this earth to resist you? That's probably not a really good place to be, okay? And out of fellowship, think about this. If you're out of fellowship with God, you're open to an influence. Just keep that in mind because you're going to see this. You're open to influences, okay? 1 Thessalonians 5.8. 1 Thessalonians 5.8. <clears throat> and of course, I passed it. First Thessalonians five eighteen. First Thessalonians five eighteen. Very simple verse, and we actually went over it a few times recently. Pastors taught about this, but it says, "In everything, give thanks." In everything, that we talked about that last week. It means you should be thankful even when you're in, in bad times because God is still there. He's in control. But let's look at another one. Let's look at Colossians 3.15. <clears throat> Colossians 3.15. The Bible says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Be ye thankful. You have to allow God to be in your life and you're going to be thankful, and what's the, what's the result of that? The peace of God will be in your heart. Nothing will trouble you. There's going to be troubles around you, but you will be at peace because God's in control. Okay? Let's look at Psalms 105, 1. Psalms 105, verse 1. Psalms 105, verse 1, the Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Okay? Pretty simple verse, right? But what are we talking about? In these three verses, we see one, one theme, that God is very serious about us being thankful. He's very serious about it. Unthankfulness is a sin. 
And sin has a penalty. And we all know what the penalty of sin is, right? Okay. So that's what unthankfulness is. Let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans and look at a lot of unthankfulness. Romans chapter 1. <clears throat> Romans chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 18 through 32. So 18 through the end of the chapter here. And <clears throat> the Bible says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So we're without excuse because God is everywhere and it's very apparent that God's here. But here, look at the world. Because that when they knew, when they knew God, they glorified, I'm sorry, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and in their foolish heart was darkened. These are people that are turning away from God. They don't care about God. This is this world right here. Okay, so this is what happens when you don't have God, and you're not thankful to Him, right? Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. That's all those people that worship things that are not God, okay? Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through their lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that which, that recompense of their error which was meet. <clears throat> and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. <clears throat> Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's this world. That is this world to a T, and it's getting worse, okay? So this passage shows us a very detailed view of what? Of the downfall of people and the downfall of society, the downfall of this world, because people are pulling away from God. And there's people that, you know, there's a rise in people that don't believe in God, don't care about God, 
There's Christians that are supposed Christians. There's people that go to church every Sunday, and they have no fellowship with God. They just go just because it's what they're supposed to do, right? They have no knowledge of him, okay? And how many of these traits that we just read do we see in the world today? Probably every one of them, right? No fellowship with God means that you're open to influence. We said that, right? So no fellowship with God means that influence, where does it come from? It's demonic influences. And if you look at all these that we just listed, every one of those has a foundation in demonic influence, okay? I'm not talking about dom demonic possession, you know, with head spinning and stuff. We all saw that movie. No, maybe Charles didn't. But <laughs> demonic influence is very real, and it's constant, and it's all around us. People believe in ghosts and UFOs, but they don't believe in demons. doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so let's look again at that verse 21. Right there it says, Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful. Thankful. Thankful's in this list, guy, and it starts it off. Thankful begins before everything. They became unthankful is what happened. But, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So when you come unthankful to God, this is what happens to you. You know, and, and think about it. Thankfulness, unthankfulness is listed at the top of this list. It's, a, look along, it's, it's listed alongside idolatry, homosexuality, and every other kind of rebellion. Unthankfulness is listed first. Unthankfulness towards God. Say, so is unthankfulness serious? Yes, it is. So this shows us that God takes unthankfulness and ungratefulness very seriously because it's at the top of the list. It's what starts this downward fall, right? And as long as a person or a nation or a culture remains unthankful toward God, they will have no fellowship with God. And guess what? All of those rewards and promises God's given them and blessings, they're gone. Okay? Look at our nation. It was founded under God. We were blessed. This country took a, a few little people, and we beat off the most powerful nation at that time, and we destroyed them, and, and we won our independence. And then look how God blessed us. Look at other countries that are much older than us that are still not as advanced as us. America became the, the leader of this whole world. Okay, technology, uh, our military protects everybody. But now look how we've stepped away from God. Just in the last 50 years, 100 years, look at the degradation. Look where our nation is now. It's pathetic. It's because we've stepped away from God because we've become unthankful for him. Okay? So thankfulness toward God requires what? It requires a belief in God. And at the very least, you need to has have a belief in God for you to be thankful for him, right? And all ingratitude, it, it fails and it... Uh, to fulfill our responsibility to, to just acknowledge God. Acknowledge that he's your creator. Okay? That he created everything. It's all around you. The evidence is all around you, yet most people are too prideful to realize it because they don't want to submit to him. They want to do what they want to do. Right? So let's look at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Is that the right verse, Cheryl? You got me on track? Okay. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. 
In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Those are some pretty good verses right there, right? So if we trust in God with all, every part of our lives, and we follow him, trust in God, follow him. Two things. That's all you got to do. Trust in God, follow him. What does God promise to do? He promised to direct your path. That's pretty amazing, right? How is that for stability? Most people say, ah, oh, I feel so unstable in this world. How is that for stability? God will direct your path. He will be there with you. But all we have to do is, what? Trust in him and follow him. That's it. Two simple things, yet we can't do that. How unstable is our lives when we aren't? trusting in God, and we are not following Him. Look at your own lives. Look at the lives around you. You can see it. Psalms 100. Let's go there for a second. Psalms 100. Psalms 100 in verses 4 through 5. The Bible says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Wow. So what is this saying? It's saying that we are to always be thankful toward God for his mercy and his grace that he gives us every single day. It's upon us, and we need to be thankful for that. When we refuse to be thankful or express gratitude, what happens to us? We grow hard-hearted. Okay? We grow prideful because we think it's all about us, right? And we take for granted everything that God has given us, okay? And everything that we've become, no matter how little or big it is. And guess what we do when we do that? When we become hard-hearted, we become proud. We become our own little gods because we think we can handle everything now. And you can see this all over the world, you know? And it's not just in regular people. Look at, look at the athletes and the entertainers. They're all about themselves. And they don't care about anybody else. Most of them. There's a few. So let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 17. <clears throat> Luke chapter 17. <clears throat> verses 12 through 19. And the Bible says, and we know the story, but this is a very perfect example of, of thankfulness. And the Bible says, And as he entered into a certain village, there met he ten men, that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. <clears throat> and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Where are the ten were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Okay? So what are we looking at? <clears throat> These verses, we're looking at an example of how much God values thankfulness when Jesus healed those ten lepers, okay? So let's look at, at verse uh, 13 again. It says, And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
have mercy on us. So as Jesus entered this village, there's 10 guys there. They're lepers. It's a bad disease back then. You didn't want to get it. Your body parts just fell off, and I hear it was very uncomfortable. Didn't like it. So they saw Jesus. So they had to know who Jesus was. They knew his, his, they had probably heard that he was the healer. He was the Messiah. And they had heard about how he had healed the blind and the lame and the sick. And they knew all that. They had this knowledge, but they didn't know Jesus. They knew of Jesus, okay? So here Jesus comes into this village, and they look up at him, and they say, Jesus, have mercy on us. Please have mercy upon us. So, like I said, if they're begging for mercy because of their leprosy, they knew him, right? They heard of him. They knew who Jesus was. So let's look at verse 15. It says, And as one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. So we see, what did, what did Jesus do? He had mercy on them. He healed all ten of them. Not just nine, not just one. All ten. He t- healed them of the re- leprosy because it says as soon as they turned to go to the priest, they were cleansed, right? But only one of them returned to thank him. Okay? And, and this was the thankful man. And he was so thankful that what did he do? He fell down at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He didn't just walk up and shake his hand. He fell down at his feet and thanked him. That is a sign of submission. Okay? He was thankful. Okay, so why was just this one man thankful for being healed? And the the Bible tells us that the leper, we read about this, that he was not even a Jew. He was a Samaritan. Okay, and and the Samaritans, they were a people that looked down. They were looked down upon by the Jews. They were like low class. They were so low class. The Jews would not even go into a Samaritan city. They would go around it. Can you imagine if Houston was a Samaritan city and you were a Jew? You have to walk all the way around this thing. That'd be horrible, right? But that's what they did, okay? But by Jesus healing that Samaritan, what did he show the entire world? He showed the entire world that he loves everyone, not just the Jews, okay? So let's look at verse 17 through 19 again. And the Bible says, And Jesus answering said, Were there there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. So we see Jesus here. He's asking the one guy that returned, the one thankful man that fell at his feet. He said, Where are those other nine men that were healed? Where are they? Well, God knew the answer. He knew they weren't going to come back, right? But this is the only one of those that received physical healing that returned to Jesus thankful. They all received physical healing, but this one came back, and he fell at Jesus' feet, and he was thankful. The other nine, what did they do? They received physical healing, and then they took off. They never once looked back to Jesus. They never thanked him. They were just like, great, I'm healed. Now I can go do what I want, right? And Jesus noticed that this one was thankful, and he gave that one more than just physical healing, as we read, right? He received spiritual healing through his faith. He said, by your faith, you are healed. And that wasn't just a physical healing. He had already got the physical healing. Jesus had already taken care of that, right? He received the spiritual healing through faith. And by doing this, Jesus did what? He highlighted the unthankfulness of the other nine, okay? Those other nine healed lepers that got physical healing, and he did that to warn what? To warn people around him and for an example 
to show what happens when you have an ungrateful attitude. You got the physical healing, but you didn't get the more important healing, the spiritual healing, because you're unthankful. So if we're unthankful, what can we be missing? And no matter if you're rich or poor, famous or unfamous, you know, whether you're a Christian or an unbeliever, because this shows right here, those are unbelievers. God still notices when you're thankful, and he notices when you're unthankful. And that goes for everybody that's created on this earth. Okay? So the story of Jesus healing the ten lepers, look at it in today's aspect. It's still relevant today. Look at how unthankful the world is today towards Jesus, right, and towards God. Look at all that God does for everybody on this earth, including those that are not believers, every single day. You know, you wake up in the morning, you draw a breath. There's your blessing right there. That's all. You don't even deserve that, but we get that. Okay? So he does that for everybody on this earth every single day. Still, probably, what, about 90% of the world turn their back on God and walk away every day. They don't care. So let's go to Numbers chapter 21. Numbers chapter 21. <coughs> and let's look at verses 4 through 5. <clears throat> the Bible says, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the, the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God. And against Moses, wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. Wow. So what are we looking at, right? We're looking at the Israelites, okay? They've traveled through the wilderness. They've already been, God has saved them from slavery in Egypt, right? And they've been saved by by bringing them out of Egypt. Remember the plagues and Pharaoh finally released them. So now they're they're leaving. But remember, Pharaoh was going to kill them. He was going to kill every one of them. And what happened? God opened the Red Sea. They went through on dry land, and all the Egyptians went in, and the water came back. We all know that story. So God saved them and saved them and saved them and saved them. Yet they are unthankful, right? And, and they began speaking, what? Against God. Try doing that and see how long you live. They began speaking against God and, and against Moses and questioning why they were brought out of Egypt into the wilderness? They don't even get it. They're like, you brought us out here to die. So they would rather be in slavery, being beaten and tortured and killed, just so they could have whatever Egypt's giving them. That's the way the world is. We'd rather live in sin and have our bodies and our minds and our spirits killed than live in fellowship with Christ, right? It's exactly what they're doing. And, and they, they complain that there is no food and no water. Really? We all know that's a lie. And because God was providing them with what? Manna. And they said, we're loathsome of this. You're getting manna from heaven, and you're going to tell God, this is, this is disgusting. You're kidding me, right? So they were brought out of slavery. They were slave from death by the Red Sea. They were given manna from heaven, yet they complained. They're unthankful. They're very unthankful, Right? And instead of being satisfied with all God has done for them, this is what we've talked about. You need to be satisfied with what God does, does for you every single day. They weren't satisfied with what God was doing for them and for all he had provided them, all the protection he had given them. They only looked at the negative. 
How many people do you know in your life that are that way? They only see the negative. They don't see all the positive. The negative will so blind you to the positive if that's all you focus on. And that's exactly what they were doing. And, and they were blessed, but they were not happy. You've been saved. You're not a slave anymore. You're being given manna from heaven, yet you're unhappy. You're, you don't make no sense, right? The, and does this sound like anybody we know, maybe even ourselves at times, right? We're never happy no matter what. You ever been told that? You're never happy no matter what. That's not a good thing to be told, right? And, and, and nothing makes you happy because you're focusing on the negative. You're not thankful, right? Let's look at Numbers 21, verse 6. So what happens when they're unthankful against God? It says, And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Not just serpents, fiery serpents. Can you imagine serpents covered in fire coming after you? Ah, serpent by itself is enough, but you cover it in fire? I don't know. So we see that God responded to this ungratefulness, ungrateful attitude with some pretty severe consequences, right? Here comes along fiery serpents. They bite a bunch of the people, and they die. Ungratefulness is a sin. It, and what does sin lead to? Death. There you go, right there. Look at verse 7. It says, Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, we have spoken against the Lord, and against thee pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. So they knew what they did. They knew it, right? The Israelites recognized their error of their ways, and they repented, admitting they had sinned by speaking against God. But they didn't go to God, did they? Maybe because they were so unthankful God was not going to hear their prayers. They went to Moses and said, Moses, please pray for us. We're tired of being killed by these fiery snakes, right? And they asked God to take away the serpents. Please take away these fiery serpents that are chasing us around. Let's look at verse 8. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. So God listened, right? God did take away the serpents. But instead of just taking away the serpents, he made a way for the people to survive the bites. They're going to be bit. Some of them are already bit and dying. He made a way for them to survive the bites. Moses obeyed God's command, and the people were saved, having learned a lesson not to be unthankful for the ways, for the ways that, that God has provided for them and blessed them, right? And that's kind of what Jesus Christ is, isn't it? God could have said, okay, you're, you're forgiven of your sins, but he didn't. He put a symbol there. He put Jesus Christ on the cross and let him die for us. That's what that fiery serpent on a pole was. It's a symbol of Christ. We have to look to Christ. They had to look to the fiery serpent on a pole to get saved of their sin. It's exactly what Christ does. And let's look at 2 Timothy. You know, it, once you give your life to Christ, you should not be unthankful anymore. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I blew by that one. There we go. 1 through 5. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5, the Bible says, This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a... Wait a minute. 1 Timothy. I cannot get to the right Timothy. That definitely didn't look right. 2 Timothy 
chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. There we go. <clears throat> the Bible says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. What's the next one? Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, for such turn away. That's our world. That is our world today, right there. The Bible tells us that people, what people will be like in those last days. And one of the characteristics, right in the middle, what was it? Unthankful. And it's right in the middle of a bunch of bad stuff, right? So it's pretty serious. And when the world has overflowing pride and everyone is ruled by, by whatever they think they feel they do is right, then there will be no one there to be thankful they're all going to be unthankful right and if they're only doing what's right in their own eyes then there's no god for them because they're doing what they want to do they're their own gods and they're not going to be thankful to the one god that created everything so let's look at proverbs 21 proverbs 21 verse 2 Proverbs 21, verse 2, and the Bible says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Okay? Look at the world today. Pride is now used as a slogan. Pride is now used as a slogan. What does God say that is a sin? Pride. But it's used as a slogan. And these people follow that pride, and they believe in it, right? And what do they do? They do what they want to do in their own eyes. They do. Everyone does what is right in their own eyes. We just saw it in this verse, right? And we have people identifying as animals today. If you a kid identifies as a cat, they get to go to school and meow and not talk, and the teacher can't do anything to them. That doesn't make sense. That's insanity, right? Yet... We can't correct them because it will offend them. How is that even right? This world is turned upside down, right? And today, that, is, that shows the overflowing pride and self-rule that this world has got. Everybody is their own little god, and they get to do what they want to do, and nobody can tell them otherwise because it will offend them. Okay? That is unthankfulness to God. Okay? Jeremiah 23. <clears throat> Jeremiah uh, I'm sorry, Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 The Bible says Thus saith the Lord let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, nor let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Okay? So what is it talking about? It says we're not to boast about what we have or what we, we think that we've accomplished without God. Right? When we start thinking of ourselves as something special like these people right here, 
right? Then, then everything we have, we think it's because of our efforts. Then we become our own gods. That's what we've been talking about. You become your own little god, right? And now what are you? You're unthankful towards the God that created you. You're unthankful to the God that gave you the first breath every morning, right? And that unthankfulness towards God is not so much the cause of the evil, but it's the result of the evil that's in your heart, right? And once we have hardened our hearts to a point that we no longer see God as the source of the gifts and blessings in our lives, nothing is off limits to us now. Because now we think we can do everything on our own. Okay? And get ready for that downfall if you get to that point. Let's go back to Romans chapter 1. We read this earlier, but we need to look at this some more. Romans chapter 1. And we're going to look at verses uh, 21 through 28. Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. <clears throat> because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but be became vain in their imaginations, and, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts with, with creeping th and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through their lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that which recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, I wonder why, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Very strong verses, but we see that in the world today, right? We become a law unto ourselves when we turn away from God and we become unthankful. And one reason the Bible takes such a strong stand against unthankfulness and ingratitude is because God knows that once we get to that level, He knows the end results. It's pride. And that pride is what? It leads to that reprobate mind because then you can do anything you want because you don't fear God. You're not thankful towards God. You don't care about heaven and hell. You only care about what you want to do when you want to do it. And when you get to that point, that's when your mind becomes reprobate. And that's why we see so much sexual sin in this world today. You know, the homosexuality and the, and the pedophilia, that's evil. But that wouldn't be there if those people were following God because it's against God. It's an abomination. That's what he says. And <clears throat> we see those consequences, right, of unthankfulness. Unthankfulness leads to a heart that's closed off from God's wisdom, okay? And if you're closed off from God's wisdom, then you'll know. If you have God's wisdom, you know those things are evil. You don't do that. But if you're closed off from it, then guess what? All that is open up to you, all that evil, all that sin, right? And when we try to keep this in mind, we will always be thankful to God and, and, and to protect ourselves from this pride and this idolatry that's going on today. Well, let's look at um, 
<clears throat> Let's look at James chapter 1, verse 17. That's the next one. James 1, 17. The Bible says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So that's kind of what we need to do. We need to be aware. We need to stay aware that everything, everything that we have is a gift of God. Okay? Everything. And when we keep this in mind, we will be, we will be thankful, right? And if we're thankful and we have fellowship with God and we're following God, we won't be in fear of going to that level of pride and hard-heartedness that leads us to that reprobate mind, okay? And there's a scary thing about that reprobate mind because it says he turns you over to it, which means he lets you go, and you're on your own. And there's no, there's no hope for you. Very little hope that you'll come back, right? Psalms 140, 13. Psalms 140, verse 13. <clears throat> Psalms 140, verse 13, the Bible says, Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. So we see that, that giving thanks to God is an act of what? Righteousness. And, and the right, the righteous, respond to God's presence in our lives. It, it goes hand in hand, right? Let's look at Ephesians 5.20. Ephesians 5.20. Ephesians 5.20, the Bible says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks, here's the key words, always for all things Unto God. Unto God, right? So he's telling us, like I said, if you can't figure this verse out, we're supposed to give thanks always, which means at all times, whether it's good times or bad times. Whether we're happy, we're sad, we're still thankful to God, okay? Because he's going to bring you through that. He's going to bring you through the bad times, and he's going to walk with you in the good times, right? So we give thanks at all times, okay? And for what? For everything. We talked about this last week, the flat tire. It's not something I want, but in the grand picture, we don't see the bigger picture. Maybe God had a reason for that, to allow that to happen to us. He didn't go there and puncture your tire, but it happened. But give thanks. Be thankful, right? For all things at all times. To who? To God. To God. Not to anybody else, right? You know, if somebody comes along and blesses you, you know, thank them, but be thankful for because God put that in their heart to bless you with something. You know, be thankful. And, and just, just in case you think that God could not possibly, there's no way he could really expect us to be thankful at all times. If anybody out there thinks, ah, oh, this verse is, ah, I don't think so. Let's go to Colossians 3.17. Colossians 3.17. Look at this one. <clears throat> Colossians 
Colossians 3.17, the Bible says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Okay? So this verse is telling us that no matter what we say or what we do, that kind of covers everything, right? That covers your actions and what you're thinking and what you're saying. It covers everything. We're supposed to do what? Give thanks to God, no matter what. And if you think you cannot possibly expect it to give thanks for everything, let's go to another verse. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. <clears throat> First Thessalonians 5.18 Remember this verse? The Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's read it one more time. In everything give thanks. For what? For this is the will of God. In Christ, Jesus, concerning who? Concerning you. Okay? So we're to give thanks for everything at all times, no matter the situation. And because it's the will of God, not because it's just the right thing to do, because it's the will of God for Christ Jesus in us and for us. Okay? Just like those, those people out in the wilderness. They were taken out of hard slavery saved from death, and given manna from heaven. I bet that's better than Wonder Bread, right? Manna from heaven, and yet they go, we have no water, we have nothing to eat, and this bread is disgusting. Bless you. This bread is disgusting. Can you imagine that? God's like, disgusting? I got some disgusting snakes for you. But God's very serious about us being thankful. And, and, and if think about this. We've seen now in just this lesson, he's very serious about this. Thankfulness is listed in a bunch of, bunch of bad things, right? Okay, so if God is that serious about us being thankful, if you've been unthankful toward God, maybe you should get it right today. You don't need to leave this place till you get it right, okay? And if you've been unthankful to God for what he's given you, you better become thankful because he can take it away, Okay? And if you've been unthankful towards someone that God has put in your life, maybe you should go to that person and make it right today. There's a lot of things that, that God is very serious about, and thankfulness is right on the top of the list. We've saw what happens when you're unthankful. You know, if you have a fiery snake chasing you down the highway on the way home, you know you're unthankful. God's coming after you, right? So let's be thankful, guys. And if you're not, open your hearts today and get it right. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you today, Lord, just thank you for this, just this opportunity to open your word and learn more about thankfulness and unthankfulness, Lord, and, and just the results of it, Lord, and how it affects our lives and the lives around us, Lord. And I ask you, to, Lord, just help us, Lord, just open our hearts to be more thankful to you, Lord, and more aware of, of, of the things you do for us, so we will be thankful, Lord. And I ask you just to be with us the rest of this day as we continue to to worship you, Lord, and to, to learn about you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.